Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing my post-draft pod. Um, you know, last night I, I did try to uh, do a pod at the same time as the draft. Um, I didn't like how it turned out, um, so I wanted to do a, a post-draft pod. I, you know, the, the draft was taking so long that it was re- it was dragging out, and it, you know, I, I think I started around the seventh pick or so, and then the Mavs traded back, which put me like twenty minutes into the pod before the Mavs are even picked, and then I didn't even get to the twenties where the Mavs made a trade. And so I didn't get to talk about that, and I just I I probably won't try that again. Um, I just didn't like I didn't like how it turned out, so I, I probably won't do it again. But uh, I, I wanted to go ahead and just do another pod, get it out of the way, talk about what the Mavs got, talk about what they did, and go from there. Um, I, I I can uh, I might sprinkle in at the end um, a little bit of. Uh, repeat information about some of the other picks uh but uh, you know it only really has to do with say the top you know five six whatever it is but first we'll start with dallas's first pick um they ended up picking it at number 12 uh they obviously they picked up Derek lively from duke uh, it, you know, if you you know listen to some of my past pods, he was one of the guys I wanted them to get. I thought they needed a center. I didn't think there was a center available in free agency that they could legitimately get and be happy about. Um, you know, because your your best case scenario if you went free agency route would have been like Alex Lynn or Mason Plumley, and you know, people who don't like this pick, to me, don't know anything about basketball. Um, and there's a lot of people that don't like this pick. Or not a lot, but there are some people that don't like this pick. Um, they look at it and be like, well, how does this guy help you win next year? Uh, rookies don't make that big of an impact. And, you know, yeah, you're tr- that's right. Rookies don't make that big of an impact. But at the same time, like, who are you bringing in? What player are you bringing in to play center that's going to get your team to the finals, right? Is Are you bringing in DeAndre Ayton? You're trading, you know, what does Phoenix want for DeAndre Ayton? We don't even know what they want. We don't even know if they're going to trade him. You know, there's rumors, but you can't trust half those rumors. Um, Clint Capella, Atlanta, doesn't want to get rid of Clint Capella. And then the story comes out that they wanted Josh Green or Jaden Hardy. So you willing to give up Josh Green? Or Jaden Hardy for a thirty-something-year-old Clint Capella? I'm not. I'm sorry. I just Josh Green and Jaden Hardy were two of the best five players on the team last year. I'm not getting rid of one of those guys for a thirty-something-year-old center. Derek Lively was the way to go. He fits the team. He provides exactly what they need. He can defend. He can rebound. He can pick and roll. Supposedly he can shoot. He didn't take a lot of shots last year, but. That doesn't mean he can't shoot. It's just what they asked of him in the offense. So, I you know I listened to 
several pods just to sort of gauge what people were thinking. You know, I listened to one of the the pods from the Athletic, and they were obviously happy about the draft, very positive. But then I, you know, I listened to one of the Ringer pods, and you know, with the Bill Simmons and Kevin O'Connor and all that, and they they sort of poo pooed on it. And you know, one of the things was is they don't like when. One of the excuses, I guess, and to me, when you when you sort of poo poo on a pick like this, is you're jealous that their day was so good and your team's day wasn't right. Boston didn't really have a great draft day; they traded all their picks away, and Dallas had a fantastic draft day. And people don't like stuff like that. They don't like it when another team has a great day. But you know, one of their first excuses was, "Well, they hate when people draft for need." Well. What's the draft for? If you're not drafting in the top five and you're taking the best talent available, then what are you drafting for? You know, once you get into the teens, for me, it doesn't matter. The player, the difference in player from 17 and 12, there is no difference. You draft the player you want. Go back and look at the last 20 drafts. Out of those, out of those drafts, look at the top 20 players. How many of those players are still in the league, right? How many of those players lasted in the league? You know, it's it's a crapshoot, right? It doesn't matter. You know, they like, you know, they wanted Dallas to to take the guy that Oklahoma City got, that Casein Wallace or something. I think his name was. But it's like, why does what does Dallas need with him? He's a guard. Three Dallas's three best players are guards. When he's when is he getting on the court? What impact does he have on the team? He doesn't. He doesn't have an impact on the team because he's not going to get to play. Lively's going to get to play day one. He should start. He's better than Powell day one. He's better than uh, Holmes. He's better than McGee day one. I'm sorry, he is. Is he going to be an all-star? Probably not. But how many all-stars are drafted in the teens? I get it. You can, oh, well, Donovan Mitchell. Well, that's great, right? It's That's great. And you know what? There might be somebody else. You know, and they're like, why didn't they take Whitmore? Well, a lot of people passed on Whitmore. A lot of teams that people, you know, quote unquote, trust the Warriors, the Heat, the Lakers, they all passed on him, right? So there was obviously something wrong with Whitmore. So this is a guy that Dallas needed. This is a guy that Dallas want. This is that guy that Dallas liked. If you think he was the 18th pick and Dallas drafted him 12, well, I'm sorry. There's a lot of that out there, right? KOC had Killian Hayes like first in one of his mock drafts, right? Best player available. Guy's a career bench player. Like I like Killian Hayes. He's gonna be have a long career, but he's a career bench player. So I don't like this whole excuse to find a reason to hate something. And this is and the, the people that don't like Dallas's draft, that's what it is. It's just an excuse to dislike something. So they come up with all these scenarios. You know, oh well the you know the first half of the season, he didn't play well. Well, he was a freshman. Who cares? The second half of the season, he dominated. So you're telling me since he started slow, he's not worth the 12th pick? Well, let's talk about somebody else that was drafted third. Uh, that guy's in his second year out of high school. If he was so great, how come he didn't come out after his first year of high school? Right? I, why is that not a knock on Scoot? Why is Scoot so great? And he's in his second year out of high school, not first, you know? And it's like, at least this guy, his, his first year out of high school. And he was the number one recruit. So, you know, Jaden Hardy was the number two recruit. 
And then you say, well, he was the number one recruit. Well, that was a COVID recruit. Those weren't accurate. Come on, give me a break. Give me a break. Now, this was the right pick. This was the best pick. This was the perfect pick. He's going to fit the team, and he should start day one. Look, in November and December, is he going to have to catch up? Is he going to maybe miss some assignments? And obviously, those I told you so people are going to write articles. Of course, that's going to happen. He's a rookie. But it's just like I talked about with Jaden Hardy at the beginning of the last season. I was saying Jaden Hardy needs to play. It doesn't matter. You have to deal with those mistakes. Jaden Hardy has a skill that you do not have on your team, and you you have to you need that guy on the court because he can dribble, he can handle the ball, he can distribute the ball. Yes, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, but you have to play him because you need him to gain the experience in November and December because you're really going to need him in March and April. And I think... Lively is going to be that same thing. You've got to play him in November and December. He needs to start. He's going to make mistakes. He is. He's a rookie. He's going to have bad nights. But you're going to need him in March and April to be ready because I do think this team can make the playoffs. And, you know, their biggest their biggest problem last year was the center position. And you brought in a guy who's seven foot one who can block shots and rebound. And that's what he's willing to do. He's not going to want, you know, the ball in the post. You draft eight, and guess what? You got to dump the ball in the post X number of times a game because that's what he wants. He wants the ball. It's like Porzingis. Well, we got to dump the ball in the post. It's not the play that's best right now, but this is what Porzingis wants. That's what we got to do. And you would have to do the exact same thing for DeAndre Ayton. There's not a lot of big. And another, like, bigs are everywhere. You can get them from anywhere. That was another thing they brought up. It's like, no, they're not. Sorry. Are you willing to spend your entire mid-level exception on Mason Plumley? Because that's what it's going to cost you. You know, I don't know how much Alex Lynn's going to go for. Maybe, okay, you can get him for cheap. But then who are you signing, right? You're using, you're, all of a sudden, you're using your money. This, The money that you're spending on draft pick, that's already set up into the cap. So I, I just, for me... This was the best pick. This was the perfect pick. And not only were they able to get their guy, but they were able to trade back two spots. Um, they understood that, hey, maybe maybe Lively's not the 10th best player. We can drop back two spots, offload Davis Berton's terrible contract. Because remember, Dallas only has, they only had like eight players or seven players on the roster, right? Well, Four of those guys have bad contracts, right? You're not trading those players and just getting Giannis in return. That's just not how it works. And you don't have the money to sign Kyrie and Brooke Lopez. That's just not reality. You don't have that. That's just that's not how it works. And teams don't want these bad contracts unless you're attaching a pick to it and getting nothing in return. Oklahoma City was willing to take on Berton's contract. They had to pick two later, so they went to 12 instead of 10. Dallas got the guy they wanted at 12 and offloaded one of their bad contracts. And it, it was a win-win situation, and it created a um, trade exception. Um, I wasn't. Dallas never uses their trade exception. I, it's very, very rarely used at all. 
in like all of sports, right? I see, oh, they always bring it up. Oh, they have a trade exception. Oh, this team has a... Nobody uses their trade exception. Well, believe it or not, Dallas actually used the trade exception. And apparently Sacramento, they were looking to get off Rashard Holmes' contract. Um, Rashard Holmes makes like $12 million. Uh, it's not... It's not a great contract. Sean Holmes probably isn't worth twelve million, and I think there's some sort of kicker. I don't, you know, I'm not sure how that works, but it goes to like thirteen if he's traded. But ultimately, you're bringing in a center that can help your team. Obviously, he's he's not. You know, you say one man's trash is another man's treasure. Kings had better centers than Rashawn Holmes. Dallas didn't. Obviously, Rashawn Holmes not making an all-star team. How many minutes a game he'll actually get, I don't know. I don't even know if he'll be on the team. But they wanted to get off his pick or his contract. And Dallas was willing to take it back in return because Dallas needs bigs. And they got the 24th pick out of it, I think. Um, I don't see. Yeah, 24th pick. And they drafted a guy, uh, Olivier Maxence Prosper. You call him Omax. Um, this guy, he's a wing, like 6'8", got a 7-foot wingspan. He's a defender. Um, he'll probably be one of your top three defenders on the team, rookie year, and that it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Your team was so bad defensively that you bring in a rookie, and he's already one of your best defenders. So it is what it is, but you got the guy you wanted. You thought he fits your team. You got him for virtually nothing. You traded him, You traded the uh, trade exception. You took back Rashawn Holmes, which is fine, and... You know, now Rashawn Holmes, if you if you want to get like if you can find someone to take on JaVel McGee and you get something in return for that, if you if you need to attach JaVel McGee to a, a trade with Tim Hardaway to make the money match, if if there's something out there, I'm just throwing stuff out there, you can do that now. And you have Rashawn Holmes still to play back up center. And you know, I know people look at this and be like, well, you know, they're not gonna this they're not gonna have an impact. You know, and it's like, well, they will, because your front line was just awful last year, dead last. So they will have an impact. And second, Dallas isn't winning the finals next year. That's one thing people gotta understand. Dallas, there is no move that can be made, none, not one, that Dallas could have made that makes them a finals team next year. There's just not. Dallas is going to be competing for that sixth spot to stay out of the play. That's what it is. That's their, obviously they're going to say, oh, championship is our goal. I get it, right? That's everybody's goal. But they're going to be competing for that sixth spot. They're going to want that sixth spot, and that's what they're going to be competing for. And I think that's where they are as far as talent-wise. They're going to be competing for that sixth spot. There wasn't a move to be made that, says, oh, this team's just going to be in the finals. It's not. You're not getting Draymond. I just got a message saying Draymond's hoping to get $100 million. Dallas does not have that money. They would have to do a sign and trade. And Dallas doesn't have those assets, right? 
And if Golden State does want to take on somebody like, um, you know, $100 million would be five years. $100 million, that's $20 million a year. If they want to take on Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract and do a swap, or maybe it's four years and it's $25 million, you want Hardaway and McGee? If that's what they want for Draymond, well, you can do that deal anyways and still do what you did. You could still draft Lively. You could still draft Prosper. You could still bring in Holmes. You could still dump Bertans. You could still make that move. The only player that you got rid of that you couldn't have and you can't include in a move anymore is Bertans. And nobody wants Bertans. At least Tim Hardaway can play basketball. Although he's a volume shooter and can be frustrating to be, you know, out on the court, he still has value. His contract is a declining contract. That's another positive. I think it's 17 this year and 16 next year. So if Dallas is in the Draymond market and Golden State's like, hey, we'll take JaVel McGee and Tim Hardaway off your hands and do a sign and trade with Draymond because they don't want to be there anymore. You could still make that deal, but you're still not a finals contender, you know, because you still don't have the depth. You still don't have the talent, and you won't have the money to go out and buy that, and you just don't because Kyrie's going to take a huge portion of the money that you have. So uh, those two moves I thought were brilliant. And so, because you got you got three players out of it, and you dump Berton. So now your roster is ten guys, and I I figure Dallas will um they'll probably think about to doing what they thought about last year, going in with fourteen as opposed to fifteen. You know, last year they basically were like, you know, we'll have fourteen man roster, and. If somebody, you know, if they come up with a player that, you know, becomes available or whatever, they can just, they don't have to get rid of anybody. They already have the open roster. They could do that, and they only have to sign four guys. Now, one of those guys is Kyrie. Kyrie's not included in that 10-man because he's technically not under contract, right? He's, he's a free agent. So Kyrie would be that guy. So that's 11. Now, they do have the mid-level and... You know, depending on how much Kyrie takes, I guess, is depending on how much he signs for, uh, basically determines how much their mid-level amount will be. Uh, so I don't know who they're going after, whether it's Grant Williams. If they, you know, if, if you don't think you can get Draymond, I think Grant Williams, the other guy that they're going to target. Again, they could still, they could still look to move somebody like JaVel McGee or Reggie Bullock or Tim Hardaway Jr. I think those are the three guys that they're looking to move, if anything, uh, because those are the three guys that have the bad contracts, right? Those are the three guys that aren't playing and they're paid too much. Now, you could also move Rashawn Holmes if you would like and keep JaVel McGee because he's cheaper. Rashawn Holmes is younger and he's a better shooter. Um. Rashawn Holmes isn't a bad player. Like I said, he's better than Powell. And that's what's important, is he's better than Powell. And, you know, ultimately you're building your team for the future. You're not building it for next year. 
Because if you try to build it for next year, you'll fail. And you'll have given away all your future draft picks, even though they've already got two they owe people. You know, you still owe New York next year's pick. As soon as, you know, it'll probably be next year, because I don't think they'll have a top 10 pick next year. You still owe that to New York. You owe Brooklyn the 29 pick. So you're very limited on what picks you can trade. And that's another problem Dallas has. They're very limited on that. And until they convey that pick to New York, they can't really trade picks. So I think they can trade the 27 pick. But I I just, for me, I I thought the way the draft went, it was an A-plus day. They got better as a roster. They still have a chance to get even better because they can sign guys. And, you know, like I said, right now they have 10 players. You know, you sign Kyrie, you use your mid-level, that puts you at 12. I figure they're going to bring in at least they're going to have at least two veteran players. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Pinson was one of them. I wouldn't be shocked if Nilakina was one of them, and I wouldn't be shocked if Powell was one of them. So I think they will pick two out of those three, and maybe you could say Markeith Morris. They might pick two out of those four. Maybe they keep Morris, let Powell go somewhere else because there was another team that was interested in Powell. Maybe they give Powell money that Dallas doesn't want to give them. Marcus Morris or uh, Markeith Morris is willing to play pay for the minimum, play for the minimum. So maybe you keep Morris and you keep either Pinson or Nilakina. I figure it's Pinson. Pinson's a wing and one of the reasons I figure it's Pinson is because they one of the things they did was they uh, for two-way guy, they've already signed uh, his name is Mike Miles Jr. He's a guard out of TCU. Uh, you know, he is, uh, you know, I was looking at him, and he seems like he's not, um, I was trying to look up his uh, his stats to see. Uh, he's 20 years old, but he's been in college for three years. He's only six foot two. But I do believe he has a. Um, I was I was trying to find it. He he looks like he's got a, a longer wingspan. He's sort of. He's not as say tall as Nilakina, right? But he's got a, a long wingspan like Nilakina does. Um, he's a local guy. Um, to Dallas, he went. To, like I said, he went to TCU. Um. Like I said, I'm, I was trying to see if uh, if it said anything about like a wingspan. I know I'm, I'm, there's probably a place to find it, but I, I'm really not good at uh, at finding stuff like that. Uh, you know, like certain stats on guys. But um, let me see if I can. I mean, he shot 36% from three last year. He averaged 17.9, 18 points a game, two points. So he looks like it's two assists and two rebounds. He looks like he's a more of a, uh, and 1.2 steals. He looks like he's more of a scoring guard than he is a um, sort of a distributor. But like I said, I, I, I think they'll, they will 
since they signed him a two-way deal, I think they'll just you know let Nilakina go somewhere or whatever, and then sign Pinson because Pinson's a wing, and they have no they they're short on wings at this point. Um, you know, you still have Bullock and you still have Hardaway, and if you don't make any of those trades, they're still going to be on your team, and you'll still play them. You know, Bullock is a backup four or backup not backup four backup three isn't so bad. That's why I think they'll they'll keep Morris or Powell as one of those uh, minimum guys. But I do think it'll be two minimum guys. Every team, every team's going to have at least two. Uh, you know, with the new CBA starting at July first, I think there's going to be a lot more minimum guys on teams. Uh, you know, a team like Phoenix, they could probably have five minimum guys at least because. They've got so much money tied up in four players. Pretty much all they can do is sign minimum guys. And so, you know, a team like Phoenix might have five minimum guys, six minimum guys, where, you know, Dallas, I figured they'll have two. Now, if they wanted to fill their whole roster and have 15 players, then, you know, they'd probably have three minimum. Or if they, you know, if they made some sort of trade where they – Let's just pretend they do trade like Hardaway and McGee for um, Draymond or make some sort of trade, you know, whatever Grant Williams is worth. Maybe you trade Tim Hardaway for a sign-and-trade for Grant Williams. And you that would still allow you to use your mid-level to sign somebody, I think, depending on how much Grant Williams signed for, if he was like a – a $15, $16 million a year guy. I don't know what his value is. I think it's probably that, maybe a little less. But, you know, if you're able to make that trade, you know, who, how many, maybe all of a sudden you have three minimum guys. So we'll see um, how the rest of this roster shapes out. I could see Dallas trying to get in on a trade. You know, I figured Damian Lillard will be traded. Uh, you know, Lillard... He, you know, Portland got younger, and they, uh, I, I just don't know why you would build around Lillard. So I, I think Lillard's going to get traded. I think, for me, I think Miami's going to be the one that does it. They finally go through with it. Uh, if Dallas could get in on it, and maybe find a way to, you know, dump one of their bad salaries while getting some sort of player in return or even a second-round pick or something, just dumping a player salary just just to get involved and help out. You know, maybe Portland's willing to take on a Reggie Bullock, right? Uh, just to make the money match. And, you know, maybe Dallas... I don't even know if Portland has any, you know, how many other, say, veterans are on their team that are available that you could put in a trade that Dallas would get, right? I, I haven't looked at Portland's roster, but, um, but I, I just, uh, I think Dallas can get in on a trade like that, you know, like Memphis got in on the Porzingis trade, and maybe that's the one way they can help rebuild the team but like I said if if anything you know like I said they have 10 you sign Kyrie you use your mid-level to 
to sign someone else and you have 12 and then you bring in two minimum guys and that puts you at 14. You've got two two-way guys. Um, the other two-way player they signed was a guy out of UAB. Um, a lot of people were uh, much, say, they had a lot like, oh, this guy can hoop or whatever, he's a hooper, but the guy's like 5'7". I, I, you get three in the new CBA, you get three two-way contracts now. Um, I... I don't know who that third two-way player is going to be, but it wasn't so far, you know, either, Ty, uh, what's his name, A.J. Lawson or McKinley Wright. They're not going to, I can't imagine McKinley Wright and the other guy both being on two ways considering they're both sub-six-foot guards. So I'd be willing to bet McKinley Wright's gone. And maybe you keep A.J. Lawson because he is somewhat of a wing that can shoot. But I'm wondering if they just let both guys go and sign one other, you know, uh, you know, bring guys in for the summer league. You know, you, there's going to be like three undrafted, four undrafted guys coming in from the summer league. Maybe you give one of those guys your third two-way pick, uh, your two-way contract, and you move on from there. Uh, so those guys can play during the season, X number of games. And that's one of the reasons you sort of, you know, like if you only have a 14-man roster and you maybe have an injury, you know, maybe you suit one of those guys up. Maybe he plays five minutes. Maybe he doesn't. But um, I, I do bet that Dallas, you know, only goes with the 14-man roster just to have that open spot. So when the buyout time comes, those rich teams, your you know your Clippers, your Golden State Warriors, your Phoenix Suns, they can't do the buyout players because they'll be over that threshold. Because I think that's one of your punishments for being over that threshold. You can't sign buyout players. But a team like Dallas, you have an empty roster spot, and a good player comes in a buyout. You you know you could sign them, and you know sometimes decent players. Come, you know, like they got one of those Holiday Brothers last season in a buyout, which was an okay, you know, it was a decent pickup. He's a good defender, and he had one basically one good offensive game. But you know, it, just something like that. You bring that guy in, and you know, you could fill out your roster for the playoffs. So. Um, like I said, I do think Dallas can get that sixth spot. I think they'll be going for that. You know, if I were to do a rough estimate, you know, a rough gauging of the best teams in the Western Conference, um, I think I talked about it last night on the pod, but I can't remember if I did or not. But, you know, you, you obviously you have Denver. You know, you have Phoenix. You have Golden State. You know, the Lakers are going to be a good team. Um, I don't know the health of the Lakers players are going to be a big deal. Um, if you know if LeBron can stay healthy, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, you know how many games do they miss? You know, but you know the Lakers will be a good team. I don't know if you know they'll necessarily make the top six, but you know you they did last no they made the play in um, last season, but they still I think ended up with the uh, the seventh spot. 
think. I already forgot. But anyhow, and you're going to have Memphis. Memphis is going to still be good. You're going to have Sacramento. They're going to still be good. So, you know, that puts six teams right there. Um, is there going to be one team that might fall down a little? You know, maybe that is the Lakers. You know, the Clippers. I don't know how much, how many games Kawhi is going to play. I don't think the Clippers know how many games Kawhi is going to play. So it's hard to gauge what it is, that the how good the Clippers are going to be. Are they going to bring Russell Westbrook back? I figure they will because they need somebody like him. Um, you know, New Orleans, is Zion going to play? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. Um, and then you have other teams like, uh, you know, Utah. I think they're going to be worse. I think they're going to try to lose. Minnesota. You know, they finished 8th. The Lakers did finish 7th. Minnesota finished 8th. Oklahoma City, they're going to be an improved team. Um, Dallas, you know, they released the summer league schedule already, and Dallas plays Oklahoma City in the first game on July 8th. It's like a Saturday at like 2 o'clock-ish, which I'm definitely going to watch it. But uh, I think Portland's going to be bad. I think East is going to be bad. I think San Antonio is going to be bad. And, you know, the odd team out, I don't know what it's going to be. You know, because with Utah, Portland, Houston, and San Antonio being the bottom four, which I think they will be again because that's what they were this year, that means you got one team out. And, you know, depending on how many games Zion plays, I think it could be New Orleans. Um, to, you know, how many games is... Kawhi going to play you know how many games is Paul George going to play so it's the West is going to be very difficult and you know that's why I was saying I just don't think there was a move to be made that makes Dallas a finals contender you just need to worry about getting into at least the playoffs at this point you need to try to get to the playoffs if it means going through the play-in tournament, so be it. But you've got to improve your team the correct way. I think Dallas did it the wrong way. I think they basically were five years behind. I know they made it to the Western Conference Finals. But, you know, they they pulled, ran into the same problem that Cleveland did. The Oklahoma City Thunder back in the 2000s, they didn't fall for it. Um, San Antonio, so far, hasn't seemed like they're going to fall for it. But, you know, sometimes guys are so good, you think, you know, you need to rush to get to the playoffs instead of trying to build your team. And Dallas made a ton of trades. They traded two picks away to New York for Porzingis, and they still owe New York one of those picks. And this trade was done in like 2019. So you, you rush to build your team and you end up giving up draft picks that you could use to help build it. And building through the draft like they did this year, you know, getting Hardy last year, 
the Josh Green pick, they you know they finally decided to develop him. That's what you have to do. That's how you get players on cheap deals. Because if you don't get those players on cheap deals, all of a sudden you're trying to buy a bunch of players, and you know the asking price for some of these guys is going higher and higher. And you can't just have, you can't just go out and purchase three players and then have eight minimum guys and expect, you know, to be competitive. I just, that's one of the things that some people think of Phoenix, they're, they're going to be, their biggest problem is going to be is they have three guys who don't distribute the ball and they don't have a ball distributor and they don't have the money to go out and sign a guy who, you know, you're, who are you going to use? Campaign? I, I, I don't know. So what's that team look like? Are they going to have to score 30 apiece for Phoenix to have an opportunity to win anything in the playoffs? They'll win a lot of regular season games. When the playoffs come around, that's when they're going to run into a problem. So you've got to build through the draft. Um, you know, Cleveland, when they drafted LeBron, they tried to make all these moves to get better faster. It ended up hurting them. LeBron ended up bailing on them because they could never build a team because they kept trying to build it through trades, taking on bad contracts, giving out bad contracts, and it just it never worked. And, you know, Oklahoma City, when they drafted Durant, you know, Durant, you could tell, was a talented player. They didn't win a ton of games. Instead of going out and trying to trade for a bunch of people, they just kept building through the draft. You know, they drafted Westbrook. They drafted Harden. They drafted Ibaka. And they drafted Jeff Green. And you just you build your team through the draft. San Antonio, if they're smart, they just play this season out. You... Be one of the top five worst teams in the league. Um, I think Wimbanyana has a chance to be a talented player, but you know, like I was saying in the draft, I, I think the overhype people are going to be a little disappointed when you know twenty games into the Spurs season and they've only won got like six wins. They're going to think Wimbanyana is this bust, and it's not that he's a bust; it's that the league is hard, and you've got a nineteen-year-old guy who played in a league that was basically the equivalent to the G League where they didn't even win the finals. And you could say maybe he was the best player on in the league, and that's fine. But how good was the league? You know, why didn't you play in the Euro League? It's probably because he wouldn't have started on a team. And I just I think He'll probably average, because San Antonio doesn't have a ton of players, he'll probably average around 20 points a game. Um, you're not allowed to play defense really anymore in the NBA, call too many fouls. So, you know, he'll average 20 points a game, but I just don't think San Antonio wins a ton of games. I think they'll probably win about 25 games next year. They won 22 this year. I think they'll probably win 25 next year. Houston, they're the same way. You know, they drafted some good players. They, they eventually drafted Whitmore. But I still don't think they have the talent to be 
great. Maybe they win 25 games. I don't know. You know, Portland, I think they're going to trade Lillard. They're going to rebuild. They might actually be the worst team in the West. Utah still has Lowry Marketing. They still have Walker Kessler. And they still have that point guard they got from Cleveland, who has still a name I still can't remember. And I, I, I just think they're probably finished 12th. I think the same four will be there. So the uh, second pick in the draft is a big topic. You know, some people thought it should be Scoot. Some people felt it should have been Brandon Miller. I personally thought it should have been Brandon Miller. I know there's some Scoot people out there, and that's fine. I personally feel like a guy who's six foot nine who can dribble and shoot is more valuable than a six foot point guard who, you know, we just saw, you know, 10 of them drafted this past, you know. I didn't see too many guys like Brandon Miller in the draft. I saw 10 guys like Scoot. I'm sorry. I just, that's how I feel. Um, I think those six foot guards are a diamond dozen. Like they were saying about big guys. Oh, you can get a big guy from anywhere. I don't think you can get a big guy from anywhere. I think big guys are hard to get. Competent big guys are hard to get. And I think six-foot point guards are easy to get. I think six-foot point guards are everywhere. And, you know, Scoot, yeah, he might be a good player. Like I said, I think he's in his second year out of high school. And apparently that wasn't a knock on him. So um, I I guess I could look it up to make sure I'm not making some stuff up. But uh, it's let's see, he's he's nineteen, so I guess he is a bit young. So he might be one year out of high school. But he let me see let me see if it actually says he was recruited. Okay, in 21, he went to the G League. So, 21-22, he played 10 games in the G League. So, that was last year. They don't have his... um, They don't have his stats for... So, yeah, he did play. He played in the G League. For two years. From 21 and 22. And then 22, 23. So yeah, he is two years out of high school. He's young. But he's still two years out of high school. So. You know, for whatever reason. Being two years out of high school for Scoot wasn't a knock. Even though. For other players. They they sort of. You know. Knocked him for things like that. But. Whatever. And I, I I just think that uh, I think Brendan Miller was the right pick. You know, I said it last night. I think you put Brendan Miller with LaMelo. And I, and I think Miles Bridges at some point will come back. I think he's still a really good player. Obviously, Dennis Smith Jr. is... You know, had some somewhat of a, uh, you know, a, a coming back. Like he he was what the ninth pick in the draft, and 
you know, things haven't gone out, gone so great for him. Uh, he had a tough stint in New York. I think he went to even Detroit for a short period of time. But, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. played very well for, um, uh, for Charlotte. They got those bigs. They obviously dominated Powell. We watched that at the end of the season. They still, I think they have to sign P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington is a guy that Dallas could actually go after. I think he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they let P.J. Washington walk if they wanted to keep Miles Bridges. So that might be a guy to keep an eye on for Dallas. Um, I don't know how much P.J. Walker's value is, but that's sort of a guy I've, kind of forgot about. I don't think he's a restricted free agent. I think P.J. Walker's an unrestricted free agent. Um, I could be wrong, but I think he's an unrestricted free agent. And that's actually a guy that would work well in Dallas. He, he's, a, he's a good player. He's a young player. And if you couldn't get maybe the guy you wanted, you know, I think Dallas ultimately wants Grant Williams. But if you can't get Grant Williams, i go after P.J. Washington. So... Um, that's something that, you know, I, I think Charlotte's going to have a, a decent team next year. I think Portland's going to be a bad team next year. I think Scoot's going to put up a lot of numbers and people are going to say, oh, look, you should have drafted Scoot. But I also think five years from now, Portland's still going to be bad and, Scoot's still going to be putting up these numbers, and it's like, well, they don't seem to translate into wins. So, um, you know, maybe it wasn't the right... Maybe Brandon Miller was the right pick. So, um, that's pretty much it for now. Uh, like I said, I wanted to do another pod because I, I just... I didn't like how the other pod turned out. Um, I, I There was a lot of pausing because I was trying to listen to what they were saying because there were trades and then Dallas traded back and it just, I felt like it was sort of a disaster type pod and I, I posted it anyways. Um, I appreciate those who listened to it and I apologize if it was a bad one, but um, I'm trying to do, I probably won't try that again. Um, I did live stream the, almost the entire first round. Again, I was, I went two hours on the live stream and I still didn't get through the first round. The first round, the first round of the draft was way too long. So, um, if you were to, if you were interested in that, you can go to YouTube and watch my live stream. It's very, it's got a lot of pauses in it because I'm listening to what they're saying on the television. So, you know, there'll be times where I'm not even talking, but then you know somebody will get drafted or they'll say something. You know, I'll get my opinion stuff like that. But it's on the Mavs Outsider YouTube page. I do have a YouTube page, and it's actually my only video that's on there at this point. It's uh, it's under live. It's not under uh, uploaded because it was a live video. So um, it's my only video that's on there. And um, you know, I might at some point put my pods on there. I'm not sure if that's something I want to do right now. Um, I haven't made up my mind, but. Um, that's something I've thought about, but, um, we'll see how that goes, but if you are interested in watching, there is 
Obviously, it's stuff that I've talked about in both pods. The one yesterday and the one today. And it is a lot of repeat stuff. So, I mean, if you if you just want to see what I look like, I'm there wearing my mean green hat. I get up a couple times. I'm wearing shorts. So, at sometimes you'll see my, at like once or twice, you might see the top part of my legs. But, um... If you want to go watch that, you can. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, it's there if you're interested. But uh, other than that, I hope you enjoyed this pod. I'll do another one uh, in, I don't know, we'll see if something happens. If, you know, nothing happens for the next three, four days, I probably won't do one. It might be free agency, free agencies next Saturday. So we got about a week or I think it might be next Friday. I don't know the exact day. It might be Friday. Um, but, you know, we got about a week, give or take, before free agency starts, which is fun. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited to see what Dallas does. I'm curious to see if Kyrie resigns. I know people think it's a foregone conclusion. I do think he does resign. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that nobody else has really tried to sign him. I hope he's willing to take a little less money um, because if he does the max, then he'll in three years he'll be making $60 million. And I just don't know if Kyrie's a $60 million player. I know some people do think he is. I honestly, I don't think he is a $60 million player. But if you look at what... Somebody, that Mav CBA guy on Twitter, I think that's who it was. He put together what the cap would look like if Kyrie signed the max. And so Kyrie would make like 47 this year. Maybe it was like 50-something next year, and it climbed all the way to 60 million in like three or four years. And I, I just, Kyrie at that age, and for what he gives you, I just don't think he's a $60 million a year player. So I hope he does take less. Also, the less he takes, the more money the Dallas Mavericks will have to sign somebody. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, the only team that I could see even trying to get Kyrie would be Miami. Um, I do think Miami is going to be the one that ultimately goes after Lillard. If they strike out on Lillard, maybe they try and go after Kyrie. Um, that really does sort of change the dynamic of the Mavs team, especially, you know, depending on who they get in return. Um, you know, does Dallas still want to make that John Collins trade without the draft picks involved? If Atlanta really wants to dump John Collins, would they be willing to take, you know, a combination of Bullock and Tim Hardaway for John Collins? Would Dallas want that if they can't? really sign anybody, you know, if they can't get Grant Williams, if they can't get, like, P.J. Washington, if they can't get Draymond, maybe you try to send just Hardaway, Bullock for Collins. Um, Bullock's an expiring deal. Hardaway only has two years left. Um, it would give Atlanta some flexibility. And, you know, obviously John Collins isn't ideal, but I'm just, I, you know, I'm just talking out loud here. And, I do think he's better than Hardaway. I do think he's better than Bullock. And, you know, he would improve the team. But you would be getting rid of two players for one, so then you'd have to come up with some more players. 
Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, after sort of talking about it here, like P.J. Washington was a guy I completely forgot about. I think I'd take P.J. Washington. Maybe, uh, I don't know, out of, out of a lot of guys. I know Grant Williams is a big, you know, like target for some people. But there might be another team that's interested in Grant Williams, and they might throw stupid money at him. You know, P.J. Washington is a guy who I think might fly under the radar that Dallas might be able to get that can make him better. So that's going to be interesting. Um, but again, you know, Kyrie, is he going to stay or is he going to go? And if, you know, if he does go, what does Dallas's team look like? If there is a trade, what do they get in return? So, you know, I think we'll know that within a week, and it'll be exciting. And then there's Summer League. I will do pods for Summer League. Um, I do think Summer League games are fun. The first one, like I said, is like July 8th. I'll probably do one the day after just to talk about the first game. We got to see the Mavs players, young players, and, you know, that'll be fun. Uh, I think some people think Hardy's going to play. I honestly don't think Hardy would need to play. I think he's got enough experience under his belt to where he doesn't need to play Summer League. But if he does, that's great. Um, you know, he'd get to play with Lively and Omax and, you know, the Mike Miles. And the other guys, I, I don't remember his name. His nickname's like Jelly. But like I said, he's a very small guard. And then whoever else Dallas, you know, signs and brings in. So, you know, there might be a there might be a guy out there that makes the team off the summer league like Maxi did. So you never know. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and end it there. And if you could rate and review the podcast wherever it is, wherever it is you get your podcast, make like a thumbs up, five stars, whatever it is, because it does help like algorithms if people go searching for maps pods. Um, so, um, but. It, until next time, we'll see you later.